one. Well, I'm just gonna say say uh, just p- plain simple. All right, it's not. Ba- he says it's not Battlestar Shalactica. It's Battlestar Sharachica. It's Mister Rob <laughs> Fortune. Thank you for that introduction. Now I'd like to introduce this man. Pardon him while he bursts into flames and into Beatrice and into Paula, Betty, Fran, Esmeralda, Patty, Esther, Joanna, and It's Father Jomo. Damn, boy. Yeah. Um, I probably have like 80 illegitimate kids. Who knows? At least. <clears throat> That's called being irresponsible. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Mr. Rob Fortune. I appreciate everything today. I appreciate that introduction. But I have to introduce this guy. He says, pardon me as he's removed from the T for jerking off on a homeless man. It's Mr. (laughs) Jack Falcon. Yo, did I ever tell you about the time we came back from Andy's bachelor party? You know how I took the train down there? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I got drunk on the way back. I took a bunch of Tito's and... uh, when I, when I finally got, like, the, the train got back, I left, I had to pee so fucking bad. There was, like, a homeless guy. He's like, yo, I was like, yo, where's the bathroom? I really have to go. He's like, I got you, I got you, I got you, follow me. Guy brings me to, like, his bum house. It's, like, the side of the building. He's like, yo, you could go pee right there. I was like, is that the bathroom? He's like, yeah, it's, like, the side of the building. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going here. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> um, that's that was uh that was how about the clap jomo yeah yeah there you go that yeah was, but uh... i was like uh no this bum was trying to uh <laughs> he was trying to do butt stuff right? <laughs> this, this story <laughs> the story is putting me on. this story is putting me to sleep need an actual uh but yeah i found <laughs> out that day that uh that v- a vodka doesn't really mix with Coca-Cola. <laughs> I they're going to say cocaine, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tasted like shit. Yeah, mm. good, good. Um, you ready yeah. for you ready for a little in the news? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just have one thing to say. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is a difficult name to pronounce. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he is now a Republican candidate. He's uh, modeling himself after Donald Trump. Good luck with that. Um uh, we'll probably get you exposed to fucking some sort of porn star, probably either Riley Reed or Mia, Mia Khalifa. I'm going to bang on one of those two that they are the ones that are going to try to get him into bed. Mm-hmm. And to um, uh, we should be seeing him the assassination soon because that's how shit works. Um, there you go. Mm. Yeah, what's up with the Trump memes? They're everywhere. Yeah. I'm gonna the mugshot them. memes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love the ones that they splice together and it's like, it has Trump on like the elementary school like laser background for when. You... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fifteen dollars extra for the laser background, kid. Those Yo, people were don't come ready. Cheap. They were ready. You know when uh, what's her name died, the Supreme Court lady, and people were already mm-hmm. having jokes and memes and shit. Like they were waiting it out. They were waiting this shit out too. As soon as that fucking mugshot dropped, it was everywhere. Dude, it has to be. That's how the internet works. You could buy T-shirts of it, like literally one minute afterwards. Solid. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come. <laughs> I got two pieces of news. Okay, right. so I finished I finished the new Death Bulge game called uh, Battle of the Bands. I really liked it. Recommend it. I'm also playing Blasphemous Two. I really liked the first one, and I really liked the second one. So um, I'm liking video games lately, and those two I recommend. Nice. You better shut your mouth, or I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> I just playing Rob. I don't want Rob to murder me in my sleep, so. <clears throat> All right, are we ready to kick it on Incubus? 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Why did you choose Incubus? Did we talk about that? Um, my wife was holding a gun to my head saying that you should oh. do Incubus. Oh, that's right. Because um, I guess the Beatles. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Bruh. And then I didn't have a choice to do it. So I just I just had to do it. And it is what it is. So, she said you do the Beatles or you don't the Beatles. You do Incubus or you don't do me. Is that what she said? Oh, fuck no. It's Somebody going to give up some booty. Um, <laughs> it's plain and simple. Um, no, it's uh, it's... I was running out of ideas and I didn't know. I'm gonna come. Oh yeah, and that happened that happened earlier today. So yeah, that's good. Um, no, I just ran out of ideas and she was like, "You should do Incubus," and I was like, "Oh great, let's just do this shit because this is like a wet fart." <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, you're pretty good with the soundboard. I Not know. Gonna lie. I have my segues and my moments, but I want to tell been, you, you've been practicing. I think I'm a little. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right, we ready to talk about this? I got it. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about Incubus today. Um, this band has stayed almost consistent for their entire like famous time. What the fuck was that? Um, the time that they were famous, or uh, they had like they put out. I think their last album was 2017. Uh, they are still together and everything, but they, they've maintained pretty much a consistent um, lineup in the band. Uh, Brandon Boyd is the lead singer. Uh, Mike Einziger. I always feel like I'm going to slur when I say that name. Uh, is a guitar player. Jose uh, Pasillas is the drummer. Dirk Lance is the bass player. Now, that's not his actual name, but that's the name he goes by. That's a, that's a fucking solid name. That's a Jack Falcon name. Uh, DJ Life. Oh, so uh, he was the bass player from 91 to 2003, so he leaves after Morning View. DJ Life uh, did the turntables from 95 to 98. When he left, they got a new turntable keyboardist named Chris Kilmore, who's on all these records. Uh, he's been there since 98. And then Ben Kenny is the one who took over bass after Dirk Lance left in 93, and he is still there today. So that's the lineup. Um, yeah, so the first album we're going to talk about is Science. Uh, it's a 12-track record released in 97, coming in just under 56 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, reaching number 103 on the UK Albums Chart, and contains the singles A Certain Shade of Green, Redefine, and New Skin. Science incorporates elements of multiple genres, including heavy metal, electro, funk, jazz, hip-hop, and techno. According to Rolling Stone, it links funk metal to rap metal. Science is the second and final release to feature DJ Life, who first appeared on the 1997 Enjoy Incubus EP. It has been occasionally considered the band's proper debut due to the nature of their independent 1995 release, Fungus Among Us. After recording Fungus Among Us, Incubus signed a seven-year... All right, so they either signed a seven-year record deal or a seven-album record deal. This information is from wikipedia and like i said before you can go to three different pages that reference the same thing and they all say something different so it's either they were signed for seven years or seven albums i don't know which one um with immortal records and uh an ep titled enjoy incubus was released at the beginning of 1997 and incubus would go on a european tour with label mates corn for the next few months uh, with Enjoy In Incubus, the label's strategy was to build the band's fan base through touring rather than studio airplay. Science was recorded from May to June 1997. Singer Brandon Boyd said uh, it was done in six weeks at a very small, charming studio in Santa Monica. During the recording, the band utilized older analog gear that they described as having fat sounds and spider webs. <clears throat> Gentlemen, when's the last time you heard somebody use the word fat? Um, when they were describing my cock. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mike Einziger said, uh, "When we signed our uh, when we signed our record deal and started working on science, we were worried that someone would come along and tell us to hold back and try to make our songs a little more palatable. But that never happened. They kind of just said, do whatever you want.' With that kind of support, we just uh, we just let everything kind of run wild. In 1997, Einziger claimed that the title reflected the experimental nature of the album and the creative freedom the band were given. He was quoted saying, our album is called Science because we were able to experiment. Uh, we were able to take our time and get everything to sound the way we wanted it to. Weird science and energetic funk. And it's also been mentioned by various bandmates that there is no set meaning for science, with Boyd saying, sometimes we just sit around and come up with different uh, ones for laughs. In other words, there's not just one meaning, it's just food for thought. So science is like abbreviated, S-C-I-E-N-C-E, with periods in between. It's an acronym for the name of this album. Uh, and it has been certified gold. Rob, what do you think of science? Uh, yeah, so the, like w- every once in a while we talk about a new metal band and I list the like short list of uh, new metal bands that I thought were acceptable. And you, you'll notice that Incubus was not one of them. <laughs> but here's the thing, like a, a bunch a bunch of my friends, a bunch of people that I really respected really liked Incubus and told me I wasn't giving them a fair shot. Now, in order to like Incubus, because like I had, a, I had a pretty good time this week. In order to start to like them, I had to overcome the following hurdles. Turntable scratching, rap, rap mixed with singing, dance beats, major mixed with minor, chromatics, goth humor, slap bass, jam bands, new metal, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers mixed with new metal. <laughs> I, I, like, I, 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 my first impression putting on this album this week was that it's like too much shit like crammed together like too fast. Like the, it's all very, it's like abruptly like funky and then it's new metally like abruptly, but like the ideas per minute are like, it's just jarring. But like in the end of that became what I liked about it. Like whether, whether this band is good or fucking cringe, like I did have, like, I think this album is fun. And that's what I think, you know, I'm, I'm at a red light. Like, should, should I fucking feel embarrassed? Or is this somebody who liked, loved them when they were 12, like a bunch of my friends? I don't fucking know. I don't really know what, what to think. Uh, but I, I, did, uh, I did have fun with this. Like, I, I put on this album and the next one. And, like, I feel it's not a bummer of a band. It's fucking fun. And it's, like rapid switching between these different genres is is its lifeblood that's what gives it its whatever it is uh i'm giving it a thumbs up i i really liked um uh so new skin uh so like let's say you got like uh verse chorus verse chorus and then like like so like after the second chorus it, it transitions to this other riff and it has this like uh like key change thing which is like uh, surprising and spooky and it's metal and it's spacey and it's just like I, I that that I that one really opened my eyes I was really impressed with that transition and then like glass glass is another one with like a weird ass verse I don't know if I hate it or what but I really fucking like the chorus of it um I think that was the one about uh shit it was in my head all, all this week I can't really think of it right now and then uh, a certain 50 shades of gray or whatever the fuck it's called uh I, I think I liked uh, I, I give that one an eight out of ten. There's some certain weird rhythms in there. Uh, and favorite things. Too bad the things that make you mad are my favorite things. Yeah, uh, I, I had a, I had a lot of fun with uh, some of these songs. I, I'm, I'm giving some of that, you know, 
I have some notes here, like eight out of ten, nine out of ten. I don't, I don't really know. I, I have, I, have, I fuck. I think this album is fun. Oh, and and uh, Brandon's voice, like a, a ton, ton of girls I knew had a fucking crush on Brandon Boyd. I don't know, uh, but yeah, his voice isn't exactly there yet. Uh, I, I think it's like it's passable on this album. It's this. These are the days before Auto Tune. This is '97, so I think he's, you know. But uh, I think it's. It, I I kind of love it when a band has an early album and the voice isn't really there yet, and then then he gets better over time. So uh, yeah, I think this album, as weird as it is, I'm giving it a thumbs up. I'm giving it second place for the week. That's it. Yeah, Brandon Boyd is like shirtless in all of the <laughs> music videos from the uh, the Make Yourself era. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and he looks great. I'm not gonna lie, my my eye was definitely drawn. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah, we we need to get men and women back to what they looked like in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, so yeah, this is my favorite of the week. Um, I'm surprised how good the recording quality is on this record. So. Yeah, there's a lot of funk going on here, and this band kind of loses that funk as they go on. So there's a part where I was reading some comments where there's kind of like a pivot where they could have kept going with one thing, and they kind of become like less new metal as they go. Um, so yeah, the bass player in this band is fucking great. <clears throat> there's tons of stuff going on here, like Rob was saying. There's tons of stuff mashed together. Um, so I was surprised when I was reading where people listed these records, like where they ordered them. I, I don't believe there might have been one out of 30 that had this record in like the top three. All of them had it outside of it. Uh, and that has to be a stylistic choice. They have to prefer the rock versions and the, well, the other eras of, of this band than this one. Uh, because I don't know, for me, I, I don't know how people put this below some of the other records we're going to talk about. Unless just purely stylistically, they're not into the funk, new metal, whatever the fuck you want to consider this thing. Um, so one thing that's cool about Incubus is I don't know if there's another new metal band that like, if these guys didn't come around, I don't know who would have subbed in for this, for, for these guys, they have a unique sound. And I think they add a lot to the, the new metal, uh, world. You have like corn, you have Limp Bizkit, you have uh later or late nineties, like Slayer, if you want to consider that like new metal, but you have a, you have a bunch of different branches of it. And then you have this, which is completely unique in the space. Someone's going to be like, Oh yeah, there's, there was thousands of other bands that sounded just like this, that no one's ever fucking heard the name of, <clears throat> but these guys are unique. It was nice to go back to them. Um, I was never a huge fan of them. But it was nice to go back and listen to the records and listen to them in order. And let's be real. In my opinion, more more metal bands need to use turntables. Like Incubus did it. Slipknot did it. Limp Bizkit did it. And they all fucking benefited from it. They all sound fucking great with it. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Why are you gay? <laughs> Certain Shade of Green, I'm going to say it right now. Best song in the band's entire fucking catalog. I'm awarding that song Eternal Banger. Like, if you don't get excited by that song, you're fucking dead inside. Punchy, like the sound's punchy. It's fucking balls out playing. The entire band is killing it. Uh, there's like no weak performances on that song. I'm saying that's the best shit in their entire fucking catalog. There's a song on here that sticks out, Summer Romance. Um, I'm surprised that it wasn't milked for a single. I could see it having been huge. Every time I heard it, it always popped out at me. And um, like somebody commented on here, every great band has some hidden gems, and this is definitely one of them. I agree, and I agree so much that I'm surprised that they didn't try to uh, to get these guys popular with with that song. Uh, this album starts with a song called "Redefine," which is funny to me because they toured with 311 around this time, and that song, if you taken completely out of context, I would think it was 311 in the very beginning. Every time I hear it, it's like this shit straight up sounds like ripped off from 311. Anyway. Um, 
anyway, it's good. I, I, I like this version of the band the most. I think this album hits hard. Nothing really bores me here. Like Rob said, the voice might not be here. The, even the, someone, people might say that the full songwriting might not be here compared to like later stuff. Uh, but I really like this album. It kept me entertained the most. Uh, to me, it sounds the best. It's pretty aggressive. Everyone seems to be like cohesively playing together. Not that they don't later on, but there's like bigger, it's kind of like a bigger picture here than kind of like, I feel like it gets toned down a bit as they go. This is kind of like the bigger uh, idea from the band. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of Science? <laughs> I wanted to play this. Why are you just going, man? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, but I, I give you shit, but I will tell you, this is one of the weirdest experimental albums that I've ever heard. Um, I don't believe in science. I don't believe in Fauci. Um, the, mm. va- the masks don't work. The vaccine's bullshit, and Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, with that said, uh, <laughs> regarding this album, um, it, it, it's definitely what you to just basically expound upon what you guys said of uh, it's the intersection of new metal, rap, rock, and bitch metal. Um, I don't like it. Um, it's 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 too much over the place. And if you move into these next two albums, which make yourself and morning view there, it's very different, man. It's, and it's, yeah. it's what I see as incubus and at peak incubus, you know, they kind of lose themselves uh, later on, but uh, make yourself and morning view was the thing, but science uh, was kind of moving them in the right direction where they needed to be. Um, so I was like vitamin and new skin. They, they made me think of like uh, you guys said earlier, like corn, Lincoln Park. Uh, I know these guys were big with Lincoln Park and Hoobastank. Like they, they came from the same high school, if not the same county area, and they were playing. Was like, Hoobastank ever actually big? Um, they were big for like uh, two albums, and then uh, they just fit, went into obscurity. Man, it, it is what it is. Um, they, uh, the thing is, Incubus made a deal with the devil, and Lincoln mm-hmm. Park did, and Hoobastank did not. Um, That's true. Aside uh, from my bullshit views, I would tell you this band, uh, this album bothers me because it is just too much over the place and there's too many different elements. It's, there's not one specific sound. It's like, they're still trying to find their sound and, um, it's, it's an interesting record. I wouldn't say it's great. I'd say five out of 10 for me. All right. Um, the, the song on here, New Skin, has like bongos in it. Um, that I'm saying, like, it takes, I think the song New Skin is like, I'm going to give it a 10. Like, I think a lot of these songs are strong as shit, oh, but those bongos take that shit up to 11. Um, so, yeah. like, yeah, new, new, new metal for me is like come full circle. I'm in. When we did Limp Biscuit, I was saying, like, I'm fucking in with it, not to be like, fucking weirdo groupie or whatever but like i was like i i'm down with limp biscuit and i think that like somehow by the grace of god new metal has like aged uh fine it's aged well um so <clears throat> um anyway um yeah new skin's good uh there's a song in here vitamin which i i'm surprised that it wasn't a single would have been a, a perfect choice for it this album ends with a song called uh, nebula or no uh, it's one of the last songs nebula <clears throat> and like when i hear this song like i'm impressed with how talented these guys are as musicians and like the fact that they stayed pretty consistent over the years together as a band and you can tell because like that song it sounds so tight like the playing together everyone is like feeling each other out listening to each other and you can uh, there was another song that rob was talking about i think it was glass 
the bass is like the main backbone of that song and everybody else is kind of playing off him. They're not trying to, they're letting kind of him do his thing because this is a very bassy album. And instead of like them trying to take the spotlight, they're just kind of contributing to it. So I don't know. I feel like when people leave this band, it's because they don't like the direction that the writing is going, not because they're getting into fights, but maybe they were, I don't fucking know. Uh, but they just seem really tight here. Like they're friends, they're writing together, they're listening to each other, they're playing off of each other. And I don't know, it just seems tight. Maybe it's a fucking fairy tale. I don't know, but it seems that way. Uh, let's read a couple of YouTube comments. We'll go to the next record. Our first one, Best Incubus Album, So Unique. This is this is what I like to call an album with its own character. So rare to find nowadays. Next person says, it's a shame they didn't continue the sound in future releases. The drum and bass bits are fire. Uh, next one, my favorite album, even in 2022. Next comment, all these years have passed and this still sounds fresh. And lastly, every single song is dope. Anyone want to say anything else about science? One of the things I like doing most is banging whores. <laughs> getting pretty good Joma. thank you all right we ready to move on yeah all right make yourself is a 13 track record released in 1999 coming in just over 48 minutes long it's the band's third studio album reaching number 47 on the u.s billboard 200 chart and contains the singles pardon me stellar and drive all of which uh, all of which reached the top three of the Billboard Alternative Songs chart. Make Yourself has been described as an alternative metal, al alternative rock, new metal, and funk rock album, and is the first to be recorded with the new turntablist, Chris Kilmore, who replaced DJ Life. Shortly after the release of Make Yourself, a thrash metal, death metal band from Louisiana, also called Incubus, changed their name. The band, uh, now known as Op Approbium have released two critically acclaimed albums in 1988 and 1990 and were not aware of this incubus prior to the release of Make Yourself. The name change was either voluntarily made or forcibly made. Again, there's conflicting shit on uh, Wikipedia. I don't know. Uh, in order to avoid confusion and any potential conflicts between the two bands. To support the album, Incubus and Buckethead opened for Primus on their anti-pop tour in 1999, including mm. at a Millennium show on December 31st, 1999. Early the following year, they performed the System of a Down and Mr. Bungle. The members of Incubus have since spoken of their pleasure at getting to play with Primus and Mr. Bungle, two artists whom they cite as influences. From October to November 2000, Incubus and Taproot supported Deftones on their back-to-school tour for the album White Pony. Part of me was initially... Excuse me, Pardon Me was not initially well-received by radio stations. Brandon and Mike decided uh, to perform a live acoustic version of the song at the few radio stations who were showing interest, and this in turn spread word of the song. In 1999 and 2000, less widely seen music videos were also made for non-singles I Miss You, Privilege, which was featured on MTV Sports' Pure Ride for the PlayStation, and Out From Under. The music video for Stellar featured Brandon Boyd's then-girlfriend Joe. A tour edition of the album was released in 2001 with a second disc containing acoustic versions of Pardon Me, Stellar, and Make Yourself and a live orchestral version of Drive. The Japanese edition includes the bonus track Crowded Ooh. Elevator. Make Yourself has been certified two times platinum. Jomo, what do you think of Make Yourself? Dude, as soon as I saw Brandon Boyd in like all those videos, I kept thinking... Mm -hmm. I'm going to come. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I had to question my sexuality. Um throughout this whole album and morning view but it, it was pretty bad on this album like the dude is like started getting like awkward feelings um i would say this 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 album is definitely a lot better there's still some remnants of what science was and those different elements of you know fusing different genres of music together 
I think that Make Yourself was, though, a better album. It's He starts to go into that fucking, like, soft, like, uh, guitar circle fucking phase where he's wooing bitches over there. And you got songs like Stellar, Make Yourself, Drive, and Part of Me that, like, propelled Incubus to be, like... This great out, this great band from the West Coast, and to just lure these dumb bitches to listen to them, and I, I hats off to them, man. This is some good shit right here. Uh, this this is what makes money. This is how we move units, my friend, is by uh, speaking to the hearts and minds of dumb women. Um, I'm gonna get canceled. All right, so um, I would say this: um, "Make Yourself" is a great fucking album, dude. Um, however, it's just it's 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 bitch rock, man. It's it's not for me. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's 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 it. <clears throat> we just come to make sure your baby's okay. <sighs> <laughs> so yeah, this this is pretty high in most people's tier list. It's either number uh, number one or number two. Uh, this is a different direction from science. It's not necessarily a bad one, but in my opinion, there's like a lot of energy missing on this record, uh, and it's more of a kind of in a rock direction than a funk one. I don't know if I would call this bitch rock or whatever you called it quite yet. Uh, this is what I think most people would probably consider like the classic era of Incubus. And there's really no denying that, uh, this album does have some of my favorite songs by the band, but it's still not above science for me. Um, and I, I actually think that like every song on this record pretty much could have been a single, uh, the three from it are like three of the biggest songs from the band's entire career. And like th- their fans like are like very passionate. So I don't think they could really do any wrong at this point. Uh, artwork is awesome for this record as well. So as far as the hits go, like part of me, that's probably like my second favorite song in the band's entire catalog, fucking internal banger static, static status, uh, brings the funk back in. We're losing some of the funk here. Um, the D the DJ is very prominent in that song, which I think is fucking great. Uh, the guitar. So the guitar player of this band is awesome. We see him open up uh, later on more, but in this song, he does like volume swells. You can see him doing it in the video. It sounds great. Uh, it's a great effect. Normally people would probably have a digital pedal or something to do that. He's doing it analog. He's just, uh, fucking, um, turning the knob on his guitar uh uh, the other song in here stellar i'm gonna say that that's a classic incubus song it's not my favorite uh, on this record it's catchy i remember from back in the day no-brainer single uh bass is good on that uh there's a song in here the warmth that i'm surprised wasn't a single i don't know where the hell i've heard it before uh if it wasn't because i didn't own this record um but i actually love that song I, i think it's good and then the i think the biggest song from this album is drive and i know that like everyone on earth loves that song and like good for incubus for writing such a big hit i wouldn't be surprised if that hits like a billion views i can't remember how many it has on youtube a couple hundred million um now uh i don't give two shits about the song drive it doesn't do anything for me and if i had heard it when it was the first song that i had heard when this band was like coming out it would not get me to like want to start listening to the band i know it's an unpopular opinion fucking shitty take whatever but whenever i hear it i'm just like this song does fucking nothing for me but i can imagine there's people who fucking adore it because people love Chinese democracy. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this record? Disgusting. So th- this is my favorite for the week. Uh, I had a lot of fun listening to this. And like, again, I can't, I kind of came into this album thing or this band thinking that I was going to hate them and like have a bunch of zingers or whatever. But uh, you know, this was, this was an album that despite like the things that annoy me about it, I, I kind of fucking had a good time. So I have to give it a thumbs up also. Uh, yeah, Brandon Boyd, like uh, a lot of the girls that uh, I knew that like had a crush on him, they, it's like 
it's it's like he's not a dude who talks about fucking all the time as far as i know anyways it seems like you know so if 80 percent of bands out there talk about love infatuation cars you know banging in the car or whatever Incubus is singing about other stuff, you know, privilege, like indifference, you're feeling directionless. And there's a lot of goth humor, especially on this album, like Out From Other has a line, something like, Every, if you if you piss into the wind, you just end up smelling. And uh, <laughs> when it comes has a line, something like, uh, they're just feeding you bullshit and I'm full. And, uh, you know, obviously, pardon me, pardon me while I burst into flames, you know. So, like, I think his, like, uh, you know, I don't know that this type of humor aged well. Like, I think at the time I hated everyone who made jokes like this because something about goth humor. But I think goth humor has come back with, like, Wednesday on uh, Netflix and shit. I think this shit, uh, I, I like it now, even if I hated it at the time. Um, okay, so, like, take the song I Miss You. Uh, so there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a drum beat for, like, the verse and I, I think I kind of hate it. I, lo- I love that it's a weird beat. Uh, maybe it's too fucking weird. And then, like, for the chorus, it goes to, like, more of a normal beat. And that ma- reminded me how much, when I was a certain age, I fucking love drummed progressions. Because you can really, like, change the whole mood with things like that. So I started off wanting to complain about, like, drum choices in that song. But at the end, I, th- I think I want to say good fucking job because like that contrast just reminded me of something that I really loved. And uh, maybe we don't do enough of that kind of shit. I don't fucking know. And there's like a vocal harmony that I swear is held for like 90 seconds. It's like uh, it's kind of in the background. So uh, so I don't know that, it, you know, how many people notice or care about shit like that. But I think this album has some attention and detail that, uh, you know, brings it to top tier uh, yeah, Drive, uh, I love, uh, and I think that's one of those songs that's identifiable by instrumentals. I think that 95% of like people out there think only about lyrics and, and vocals and don't give a fuck about instruments. So I think when you write a guitar riff that's like identifiable, I think that's a one in a million thing, and uh, I fucking give them props for Drive. Uh, but Battlestar Skrelachtika... I think has fretless bass in it. Like a bunch of my friends at the time were were talking about how good this bass player was. I fucking hated something about the bass player at the time. But now I'm just going to say, dude has talent. Like whether this is my favorite style or not, he's no fucking slouch. And he, you know, and and remember that like so many bass players that we, that, that, that exist out there in the world are expected to be a bitch and be in the background and like not make too much noise. And so for this guy to be like up front and doing a uh, wild shit that you hear front and center, fucking thumbs up. Good for you, man. Um, yeah, I, I fucking had a good time. Oh, I have some more things to say. I, my, my, my notes are all scattered. But I want to talk about a song like The Warmth. Okay, he, like, because my friends were like, you, Russ, you t- Rob, you talk so much about uh, um, uh, how much you want guitars to be different than bass, so you should love Incubus. And so I take a song like The Warmth. It starts with like a guitar riff that I think I don't like. And then there's like a bass line, which is different than the guitar riff. And maybe I don't like that one either. And then there's a vocal melody on top of that, which I don't know if I like the vocal melody either, but it's different than all all of it. And yeah, there's there's so many times that Brandon Boyd makes like decisions that I wouldn't have thought of. And uh, I kind of expect someone to be more like Ozzy Osbourne in his uh, fucking heyday and just fucking follow the guitar and be lazy. Brandon's doing something more than that. And so... Uh, I give him thumbs up, and you know what? For, 
I, it sounds like I'm complaining about the warmth because I don't like all of those things that I just said or something about them irritates me, but it's kind of like a good irritation. Like it, it's this, this isn't something that I would have thought to write myself. And yet there is some kind of charm here. Like I, 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 for once, I don't think this is a, like an overrated band that other people loved for no fucking reason. I think there is something here, even if it isn't my favorite. Uh, there's a musical bravery basically. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I'm giving this th- this album a thumbs up. I like it quite a bit. I'm giving it number one for the week also. That's it. Uh, one of the things that I like about the first song, which is Privilege, is that I think it does a good job of setting this record up. So like about what for so for what you're about to hear, right? This is not science two. Um, and they let you know that like from the beginning of this. So and I hope they opened a bunch of shows with that song as well. Uh, Rob brought up I Miss You. So, OK, I probably shouldn't like that song, but I do. Um, I don't know why, but I do think it's too late in the mix for what it is. Uh, put it somewhere earlier and we'll be fine. Uh, there's So uh, the bongos come back on this record, the song Clean. They make a return so you know that the song fucks. Um, and again, that's another song where it's like I've heard this from somewhere. I used to hang out with this dude, Mike Myers, back in the day. We, we were always hanging out and he always had a ton of whack shit that he would show me, System of a Down and stuff. So he might have showed this to me. I don't know where it came from uh, or why I remember it, but it's probably where it was from. Um, let's see here. So the last song in this album out from under is a fucking banger of a closing song. Um, Oh, and if I could see any live, any song performed live from this record, it it, would most likely be that one. I wasn't expecting like this record to end as powerful as it does. Again, this album doesn't, in my opinion, have the same energy as science, but, um, it's, it's good. Like this is classic. Everybody knows the song fucking pardon me. Uh, probably everybody knows Stellar and then everyone on Earth, like literally on the planet Earth, uh, knows the song Drive. So, yeah, it's good. It's just, I don't know. It's it's not the top for me. But it's not the bottom either. I'm giving it number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's read a couple of YouTube comments first. Uh, played this to death. Walking to work as a teen. Still a massive album for me 24 years later. Next one says, it's nice to rediscover this and realize that 15-year-old me actually had pretty good taste in music. Uh, next comment brings me back to many memories of my youth. Next one says blends pop sound and harder elements really well. And lastly, one of the few perfect albums, not a song to be skipped. Is that true, Jomo? Um, you better shut your mouth or I'm going to fuck it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone is, does anyone else want to say anything about make yourself? No. <clears throat> okay. Shut, shut up, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to wear that thing right out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do I need to use the bathroom or are we ready to move on? Nah, push. I'm good. No. Okay. Right. Nope. Okay. Uh, Morning View is a 13 track record released in 2001 coming in just over 58 minutes long. It's the band's fourth studio album reaching number two on the US Billboard 200 chart and contains the singles Wish You Were Here, Nice to Know You, Warning, and Are You In? Morning View features a variety of styles, ambiance, aggression, and groove. It is uh, an it has an overall softer sound than previous albums, especially apparent on songs like Echo and Are You In. However, Incubus's heavier side is still evident on tracks like Have You Ever and Under My Umbrella. It is the last Incubus album to feature bass- bassist Dirk Lance. To record, the band lived in Malibu, California on a street called Morning View Drive. Dirk Lance noted that the band had previously tried to do that for at least the writing portion of Make Yourself, but we didn't have enough clout at the time. When we were getting ready to write this one, we knew we wanted, we knew we needed to get into a more creative place. The idea was to not feel as if you were driving somewhere to work on a record. You would just get up and it was the, it was a natural extension of your day. 
Brandon Boyd stated that the band needed quick access to the beach because we're kind of spoiled brats sometimes. Uh, we need that outlet. At least I do. It's nice to write music all day and be like, I'm going to take a break. See you guys in two hours. Out of the 30 songs sketched out for the album, 13 ended on the final release. One of the unreleased songs called Anything was later released on their greatest hits compilation album 2009's moments and excuse me monuments and melodies uh in mexico was also added to it lance stated that the album's title comes from the name of the street that the house was on where we recorded the album boyd notes that when we pull up excuse me notes that when we pull into the street we had a view of the ocean and uh pacific coast highway i got a I got a big creative boner every time I'd show up to the house. We'd pull up and DJ Kilmore would be like, ah, morning view, it's time to rock. On August 5th, 2023, Incubus announced the release of Morning View 23, a complete re-recording of the album set to release on October 5th. Then They simultaneously announced a concert at the Hollywood Bowl where they would perform Morning View in full. Uh, morning View is Incubus's highest selling record and has been certified two times platinum. Um. So I've never realized exactly how many people love Incubus. They still have a huge following. Um, most people seem to put this record at one or two. I do think that there's uh, good writing here. And I think that this is, it's a good record, but like the band is consistently good and writing well and growing. But I don't know, like this album for me has like even less energy than the other two. So this is, I'm actually awarding this like four for the week. This is my least favorite album. Um, I don't know. It's just like I need things to kick into high gear and it's it's like not happening through quite a bit of this record. Um, nice to know you. Like it's a song that I remember from back in the day. It's a good song and it brings funk back. That's another thing. Like we were kind of like on Make Yourself. There is funk. There are songs like um, Pardon Me, which have it like completely in the verse. But there was a bunch of like of songs that were losing it because they were kind of pivoting towards rock, but it is being brought back here. One issue I have with this record with songs like Circles and... Um, Another one on here. Uh, when Brandon Boyd sings, I constantly hear Alanis Morissette, and I can't fucking <laughs> unhear it anymore. And so, like, li listen to Circles, I'm telling you, and his voice <laughs> sounds like fucking Alanis Morissette. Dude, I need AI. I need AI to create this mashup because once you hear it, you fucking will not unhear. It. I hate you. Um. So anyway, then the song like "Wish You Were Here." Okay, so I don't know if I like that song or I just remember it from back in the day. I probably don't like it, regardless of my feelings, though. Like I do think this is the perfect single for this record. I, people love it, and it's it's in in line with the kind of song presentation that's here. Um, the song "Mexico." I feel like like this is Morning View's attempt at a song like "Drive." I like it more than "Drive," but I doubt many other people do. Uh, there's strings in the mix, with, which are nice. But yeah, so Mexico is never going to be the big hit drive. Like Drive is going, like I said, if it hasn't hit a billion views, it's fucking going to. Uh, but Mexico is kind of like they're kind of fishing for another hit like that. And I don't think it ever really uh, happened for them with that song. But um, but yeah, it, it's when I hear it, when I listen to it, I kind of do hear Drive. And I'm like, yeah, I, I like this more, but it's still like not my favorite song by the band or anything. Rob, what do you think of Morning View? I'm giving it fourth place also. I think uh, the balls dropped out, and uh, and that's not always a bad thing, but I think in this case it is. And also it's like, uh, you know, yeah, from, that, from now on, the band is a bit more cohesive, and I think for the first time in history, that's a bad thing. Like, even if I like didn't know whether to cringe or not at their like rapid you know change between fucking genres, that was characteristic in like their strength. Now from now on, I think they're more of a regular band, 
and apparently that paid off for them. You were saying this is their number one fucking album. Uh, to me, it doesn't pay off because uh, if they're a normal band, then that means like there's a billion other people fucking doing this, and that's how I view this album. And it's like, okay, nice to know you. That like that's supposed to remind me of other like earlier Incubus, but there's something wrong with it. Like I think it's the snare. It's like the snare disappears in it, and because of that, there's no fucking balls as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Echo, I, I guess, is my favorite song on the album. There's some cool like riffage in there. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's nondescript and kind of chill, kind of cool riffage. I don't know. Have you ever, like, what's wrong with this song? Like, the distortion is farty. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking like this album. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's so fucking bad on some level, but it's just like, uh, to me, it lost its balls. It's lost its personality. It's just, just, it's just some fucking album fourth place that's it yeah i agree i have the exact same feelings yeah so like the, one of the big hits on here is warning right i'm going to give it a couple compliments i don't like the song and i think it also has no fucking balls. <laughs> okay. but i'm going to compliment i'm going to compliment it because of this right because like the song is pieced well together it is written well and when i hear it it's like it flows like it flows from the verse to the chorus and everything very smoothly so like it sounds good i see the appeal I would never fucking just go. I want to listen to warning right now. Um, I will say though, there are part, parts of this week where it was stuck in my head, but it also like, I don't know the, yeah, the balls aren't there. It's like they're they're They've dropped out. You, you think back to science and how everything is just fucking balls to the wall. And then I hear this and it's like, we're kind of going for me in the wrong direction. Um, but yeah, warning. I don't remember how big of a hit it was, but it never really kicks in, but again, I am going to say that it's well written, even though I don't like it. I'm so I be objective about it at least. Uh, song Echo, yeah. So the drums are going hard on Echo, right? Uh, so, but I'm torn on songs like that because it's catchy, it's recorded well, um, but it's not a song like I would ever go back to and listen again. So when when I see people give uh, like movies like a five percent or a ten percent, and then I watch the movie, it's like okay, it's at least framed right, right? And there's no white noise, so it's I think five percent just because it doesn't annoy the fuck out of you is too low. So it's like okay, you get fifty percent just for framing the picture correctly and turning the microphone on properly. Okay. Uh, so yeah, like it's recorded well and everything, and it's it's catchy and it's 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 written well, recorded well, whatever. But yeah, to me, I'm just like I don't know. Like the whole time I listen to this record. I'm 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 either hearing a Lance Morissette or not fucking caring about like the song I'm listening to. They're not like sticking with me, you know. Like Pardon Me, like I said, is one of my favorite. It's like number two for me in the band's entire like career. I fucking love that song. So it's like when I hear a bunch of other other stuff, I'm like, man, whatever. Like Have You Ever is a song I think um, uh, Rob brought up. That's the other song where it's like I'm hearing Alanis in the in the vocals. Uh, so like the two of them that I really hear it, um, and it kind of just pulls me out of the song. Um, but they do at least like drop the balls and shaft on the table in that song. So yeah, they go in and out, but like the heavier side is, is they like reduce the heavier side to push the, the softer side, which is fucking lame. Jomo, what do you think of morning view? Uh, there are a few things I enjoy about California. I want to first state. All right. Um, the view, the, the marijuana, I think it's a good scene here. And the comedy scene, the comedy scene is, uh, bar none. One of the best, uh, Vice in New York scene. The other morning view I want to talk to you about is the Skid Row shit pile uh, in mm -hmm. L.A., the heroin overdoses on La Brea, mm -hmm. and the mindless narcissistic cunts of the O.C. Um, other than that, getting back to it, I would say that morning view, man, 
I have a completely different perspective than both of you. I think this is the album that made him, and it's a there's a lot of great sound. There's a lot of great fucking songs on this album that make Incubus um, into a more popular band. And it's because women don't want to hear crunch. They don't like heavy stuff. Um, they they want to hear something that's more uh, like more pleasing to the fucking ear. Um, yeah. The girls who do like crunch usually are they'll, – they'll do nastier things in bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But mm-hmm. they, they have problems. Like they want to stab you because they think that they had a dream that you cheated on them. And then you have to worry about that. So you have to always look over mm-hmm. your shoulders with those crazy bitches. Um, mm-hmm. But Morning View, man, if you look at it o- over the years, man, it is aged well. And it is an album that speaks volumes of fucking Incubus. They this album made Incubus better. I think Make Yourself gave them a more of a door in to to, to different um different venues and uh, selling shows. I think this album definitely it just got it got people going, man, and both men and women. So you can't. It's hard to knock Morning View. There's too many great songs on here. It open up opens up well. It's it's easy going, and I, I I rather enjoyed it compared to Science and Make Yourself. That's all I got to say. Like songs like this, okay. They they at least my my thing is they at least like marketed this correctly, and they they took like the the uh, more catchier songs and they pushed them as a single. So like, are you in for this record? Is like a perfect single, right? I feel like it represents it well. Maybe if, if this was on Make Yourself, maybe it wouldn't be the one to like represent the album. Um, but I'm gonna give it a pass on it just for like. Um, like stating for the record, uh, it's a smart choice and easy money. The last song on this album, Aqueous Transmission. Okay, if you don't remember it, go listen to it. I actually love it. It could be listed under like unexpected ASMR. Have you ever seen those videos where someone will be like teaching you how like a, a keyboard works, but it's like so relaxing you could just fall asleep to it from like the Mm. 80s or whatever there's a Mm. flute in there and there's like frog noises mixed in which they might have recorded i don't know where they recorded they recorded here or whatever but um it it ties everything together and like i i would listen to a 10-hour loop of that song i would i would go to sleep to that song uh so i think it ends the record nice like in an unexpected way so like i've talked about like the songs that maybe didn't have the balls before this one doesn't have balls but like it doesn't need them that's not what it's going for it's it's something like completely different uh and then under my umbrella I think as a kick-ass hidden song, I, again, it's one that's like, it's this great like hidden gem buried all the way to, towards the end of the record. And it's one of the best songs on, on the album. Yeah, but as a whole, I would, I don't know. I was surprised that so many people online put this as like their number one because when I listened to it, it's like, I even I don't actually even think that this is the golden era of this band. If I were to say the era that is the most influential, it would be Make Yourself. I, I feel like those songs are the ones that, everyone fucking knows everyone would prefer to listen to and like i don't know why they're remaking this album instead of well i I don't know why they're remaking any fucking record you know the artist in the ambulance has ruined this for every fucking band ever instead of just making a kick-ass live recording of what they sound like now put a bunch of money into it they're fucking going to the studio and re-recording albums that don't need to be re-fucking recorded but whatever that's just that's just my opinion anyway yeah this bottom for me this week uh but i just i need i need the balls dude I need balls in my face and mm. in my ears, and mm. I'm not getting it here. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's read a couple of YouTube comments. Uh, first one says, soundtrack to simpler times. Nothing will ever beat the bliss I felt while listening to this on a warm summer day in the good old early 2000s. Uh, next comment, 2023, and still rocking it. 
Uh, next one says, this has been with me through the best of times and the worst of times. One of the few you can just push play and listen from start to finish. Uh, next comment, Incubus is criminally underrated. One of the best alternative bands ever. I actually do agree that this band is underrated at this point. Uh, Brandon wrote the soundtrack to my university years. I'll never forget it. Thank you, Incubus. So yeah, there's a lot of love for this album. Um, if people wanted to jump into something, if people have never listened to Incubus and wanted a record to jump into, I would still tell them Make Yourself is probably the one to to start with them. Is there anything else anyone wants to say about Morning View? Jack, I, I think somebody slipped LSD into my coffee here. I need you to sanity check something that just happened. Yeah. Did it, did uh, did Jomo just like an album that you and I didn't like? like has this <laughs> ever happened in the podcast history? I don't know. I think Jomo. Shut your mouth, or I'm gonna. <laughs> Jomo, how much booze did you drink in the past week? Uh, very little. What are you talking about? Oh. I, I've been, oh, I'm, just... I'm training for a marathon, dude. Watch how to blow your dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the first. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. It's a first. Yeah. Plus, plus it's morning view. Yeah. Yeah. So we that that happened. Oh shit. Well, first time for everything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready to move on? Yes. Let's move on. All right, let's let's round this out. A Crow Left of the Murder is a 14-track record released in 2004, coming in just over 58 minutes long. It's the band's fifth studio album, reaching number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. It contains the singles Megalomaniac and Talk Shows on Mute. A Crow Left of the Murder... A Crow Left of the Murder incorporates elements of rock, alternative metal, jazz, pop, and progressive rock. Uh, the work of guitarist Mike... Einziger takes, I'm sorry, I always think I'm going to say something inappropriate. Einziger! Takes equal prominence and focus to that of vocalist Brandon Boyd in contrast to previous records, which focused more prominently on, on Boyd's vocalization. It is the first Incubus album to feature bassist Ben Kenny. Uh, in January 2003, Incubus began writing for their next record. Uh, uh, they also began to, to renegotiate their record contract. Uh, the band had been, the band had been signed to Epic, uh, the band had been signed to Epic for seven years, cited the fact that state law limits the amount of time that an artist can be bound to a company. The band had been signed to the label for seven years and used the California law as a negotiating tool. After releasing three successful albums, Incubus had been poorly compensated compared to the revenue that, ha that they had generated for Sony. The band entered a lawsuit against their label in order to break free from their contract, to which Sony responded with a lawsuit of their own. Almost immediately after the, amount, the announcement of a new bass player, the 2003 Incubus vs. Sony case had been settled. The two sides settled on a new contract that delivered three albums with the option of a fourth. The first would be worth $8 million in advances to the band with another $2.5 million for each one thereafter. Angoraphobia was released as a promo single, and the 27-minute-long instrumental titled The Odyssey that was left off the album was later featured on the soundtrack for the 2004 video game Halo 2. Uh, the Japanese edition includes the bonus track Monuments and Melodies. A Crow Left of the Murder has been certified platinum. Yeah, it's these guys are lucky uh, that they were able to renegotiate this contract because they were no doubt getting fucked. It, uh, I, it would not surprise me. Like this is something that Chevelle needs to do. So wherever Chevelle lived, like California sucks ball. Sorry, Jomo. But these guys it lucked is. out for living there where there's some fucking law that says they can't be bound for X amount of time that like everybody overlooked when they signed them. So they were able to get out of it and make some money. Good for them. Uh, Rob, what do you think of a crow left of the murder? So I'm giving this third place. Uh, it's, 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 
it's not my favorite era of this band, but um, uh, there's a couple things I like about it. There's a couple lyrics that left out at me, so I feel like uh, Brandon's not resting on his laurels here. Uh, I'll, re I'll read a couple of things that left out at me um, on talk shows on mute. Welcome to 1984. Uh, yeah, 321, lights, camera, transaction. And then the last, you know, so you, you hear that as the chorus for most of the song. And then uh, the last line has something to do with like dealing with the sound turned on. Um, fuck, I don't know. So I'm, I, okay, I, I, sh I I'm, I'm reading from fucking notes that are all over the place. So I don't really know where I was going with that other than like, I'm, I'm getting some, I'm, it's making me think about something. Uh, from on smile lines, there's, I understand why high school never ends. Um, yeah. So that's something I was always fucking told is like, uh, and something I still think about to this day, like do people ever fucking grow up and, uh, you know, uh, I might've grown up, but did anyone else around me grow up? You know, I fucking think about this, that shit all the time. Okay. Here in my room is a song that I like. But, you know, it reminds me of some other band that I also like. So, like, is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Uh, does it remind me of Granddaddy, Radiohead? I don't fucking know. Um, uh, th this, okay, I, and I know, like, that, that, that song talk shows on mute, I had heard before. I I'd, I'd, I'd listened to it with, my, with one of my friends I was in a band with, and I think he liked it a bit more than me. And so... I know that at the time I was in a constant argument with him. I was in a band with him and he wanted to go soft and I wanted to go like more screaming Meshuggah fucking whatever. Um, well, our band broke up. He went a softer direction. And so like when I think of when I think of that whole dilemma, do you go soft? Do you go hard? Like, you know, as we're talking about with Morning View, like they went soft. They they got a wider audience, more women, etc. Uh, you know, I tend, my, my favorite fucking music is like gore guts and like super fucking the bands that make no fucking money because it's a sausage fest. If you get a girlfriend, you can't listen to that shit anymore. It's something you can listen to like, uh, in your car when you're alone and that's it. Uh, so I don't know. Um, my, 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 my choice and my preference isn't necessarily fucking profitable, but, uh, I, I don't know. So when I, when I hear talk shows on mute, I go back to that time in high school when me and this dude are at a crossroads of what to do, uh, with ourselves. And, uh, I don't know. I'm giving, I don't hate this album as much as it sounds like it has. There's something about it that I, that I like, but I don't think it has the like, personality and doesn't fucking uplift me the, the way the first two albums did so i don't know i'm giving a third place that's it yeah it's it's three for me as well um but i will say like some of these songs were stuck in my head for like hours right so okay talk shows on mute believe it or not is one of my also like one of my all-time favorite incubus songs i don't know the chorus is like catchy as hell and i was you guys know how i annoy the fuck out of becca because i sing 10 second loops well like mm -hmm. talk shows on mute was one of them and agoraphobia agoraphobia that's so this album has two singles two official singles like when i listen to agoraphobia agoraphobia whatever the fuck it is like the chorus for that song was like stuck in my head for like hours and hours at a time this week like multiple times i probably drove becca nuts with it and i'm surprised that they did not make that a single they just paid eight million dollars for this fucking album up front to the band after a renegotiating so why the fuck they wouldn't ring this out for every cent that they could i don't know um also at the end of agoraphobia when he says 
uh, forgive over and over and over. He slips in a fuck you in the middle of it. And I fucking mm. love that. It's awesome. Uh, Megalomaniac is another one of my favorite songs ever by uh, Incubus. Uh, one of the best songs in the band's catalog. I've heard it a million times. I'm still not bored of it. Rob brought up the song Smile Lines. And this one lyrically sticks out to me as a sore thumb because, yeah, he talks about high school never ends, which is something I would think that this band is above talking about. Like Bowling for Soup has a song High School Never Ends, but that's kind of their thing to talk about. You know, they're a punk band, so they talk about stuff like that and they put it just to a, a punk song and it works for them. But every time I hear it here, I'm just like... Why, why are you talking about this? What the hell does this have to do with anything? So I, I don't know. Th those lines, I think, would be above this band to, to even go back and bring up. Uh, I don't know these guys, but like it's it sticks out to me. I don't know. Every time I listen to this record, that is one of the things that sticks out to me just for like being weird. Um, so yeah, so these guys are kind of getting back into the faster lane here. They're picking it up. The energy is picking up. The guitar playing is coming out. There's some actually like really good lead guitar playing here that's clean. Uh, there's a there's a couple songs that um, have like really good lead guitar playing. So for, one of them is uh, is Priceless, which has some of the best lead playing on here, uh, maybe in the band's career. There are some guitar players who don't really open up uh, in a solo fashion because the music doesn't really call for it. Uh, but here they're kind of pivoting into that and his playing is like really clean. I'm surprised. I started watching a talk show or a talk show, a podcast just to, uh, understand how you pronounced his name. Uh, but I would actually listen to the whole rest of the thing. I, I think he's a good guitar player and he's probably, people have said he's underrated and, and I agree. Um, there's a song called on here called the devil. And this is a comment that is on this song. You guys ready for this? He says, I just yeah. listened to the Primus song that everyone says this sounds like, and this easily clears it easily. That's what happens when you compare a real band like Incubus to a gimmicky noodling band like Primus. Jesus like, fuck Christ. <laughs> like, yo, Ooh, fuck man. off. Oh, by the way, yeah. I was going to ask you on the, on the last album. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a bruh for that. Uh, how many women do you think show up to a normal Primus concert? And fucking zero. I've been to one. Zero. <laughs> yeah. the, the, one, yeah. the ones that are, are there are fucking ginormous if they are there. <laughs> you can't <Yeah>. miss them. <laughs> Rob, uh, Rob uh, Jumbo, what do you think of uh, Crow Left of the Murder? Well, um, this is worse than the George Floyd knee choke uh, that the Good God, police uh, did. <laughs> this album was fucking terrible. Um, and it made me want to just like fucking just turn it off. Right. I think there's so many things that I'd rather like listen to or watch, um, than, than fucking listen to this shitty ass fucking album. It opens up terribly. And I'm going to tell you about some of those things that I'd rather watch. Uh, ISIS beheading video for sure. Um, the trial of Ron Jeremy and Harvey Weinstein, uh, hearing mm. Trump talk about how he likes a specific racial group. That is comedy. <laughs> Uh, hearing R. Kelly defend himself about pissing on underage people. Disgusting. Mm. And uh, hearing pe people who went to Penn State actually talk about how great Penn State of a school is. But it's not because they had Jerry Sandusky, so they're supporting child rapists. So they're pretty fucking sick in the head over there. Uh, we should probably get rid of Penn State. Anyway, the, I, I chose this album for a fucking reason. It's one, it was the end of an era. Because uh, at this time, Boom. Incubus was just no more. They were trying to switch it up. They should have went full bitch mode. Maybe tucked it back. Someone got a sex change. I don't know. <laughs> um, but when I look yeah. at Brandon Boyd, I'm like, Watch how to blow your dick. And I just, I'm going to go, I'm going to come the whole time at Brandon Boyd, bro. He's like, he, he's too hot, man. Like, I, he, he, he's, he, he is attractive. 
Uh, I can't look at him in the eyes. It's like when you look at it, you ever looked at a retarded person in the eyes? It's like you, you're like in the staring contest and like I get a bead of sweat <laughs> on my forehead when I look at a retarded person. I'm like, oh, mm. shit. He, he's got he's locked on on me. And, you know, they got that strength, though, too, that they'll beat your ass. So, yeah, there, there's there's no way. There's no way, man. So, yeah, um, this this album is pretty bad, man. It's it's just not good. It seems like they were trying to do something and it went completely to shit. Yeah. One of the things here is that I feel like these guys are kind of, they're riding this line of what they want this to be. There are some songs that before they, they were like heavy. Like there are some songs towards the end. Uh, I can't remember which one it is. I think it was on make yourself. Um, and there's like this really heavy riff at the end of one of the songs. And they kind of play a lighter version of it throughout the rest of the song and then it then it's kind of like this um foreshadowing riff and it like pays off really well so they know how to play heavy but there's some songs like when i listen to like six sad little world okay if they wrote that song a a few years ago it would have been heavier it's like okay i need the song to be heavy now and it's not you guys aren't going in that direction yeah maybe it's to sell copies i don't fucking know this stuff this style of music obviously made them sell way more copies than science um but I don't know. Sometimes it's like I, I just need you know, incorporate, like get everybody together instead of kind of dividing the fan base. There's another song on here, Southern Girl, which I actually think is a fucking great song. Uh, should have been a single. I would listen to another song. I would listen to like an hour long loop of. Someone says it's the most underappreciated song in this record, and it, it probably is. Uh, one of the last songs here in my room uh, is another track, another great song buried in the back of a track list. Uh, gets a lot of love online, which we have seen some in the past that have. Um, and I'm surprised that song didn't end the record because then it goes into the song Leech, which I think is a good song. I would like to see it live. Uh, another song that could have easy, easily been a single. If I was Sony and I owned this and I paid $8 million, every fucking song on here would have a music video. They would all have either men with no shirts on or women with no shirts on. And I would find out how to mathematically make as much fucking money back as possible. Um, however, my only problem with Leech is like I blew my load with here in my room. So it needs to go somewhere earlier in the mix. Uh, do that and we're all good. But yeah, this is number three for me, but it's like a far number three. It's not like it's right up there with Make Yourself. It's I don't hate this record. I like quite a bit of the songs on here, but I don't know. Again, they're like writing multiple lines, and I don't know if they just don't know which ones. It's like, okay, if we cross this line, we lose this stream of money from people or this fan base. If we cross this one, we lose this other one. So you kind of try to blend it all together to get everybody, but you can't please everybody. So you get something that's more, in my, in my opinion, probably more divisive. Let's read a couple comments and we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, first one, Incubus is unrecognized masterpiece, in my opinion. Not a single bad song. Next one says, been obsessed with this album my whole life. It's transcendent. Uh, next comment, still remember when it came out, had it on repeat 24-7. Next person says, makes me think of sunny afternoons. And lastly, I fell in love with Incubus during the science era, but this is quickly grew on me after I bought it on release day. Is there anything that anyone wants to say about A Crow Left of the Murder or just Incubus or anything really? Yeah, I really like the, uh... in the showers at Ram Ranch. I'm sorry, Rob. Rob. I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, Rob, you were saying? Uh, I really like the uh, guitar solo in Six Sad Little World. So it's like, uh, yeah, so like the riffs per minute are down and like this guitar solo is chill. And uh, there's something about that that I like. I want to compare it to like Opeth's Window Pane or something where that song, that album is like off brand for them. That was their fucking like chill out acoustic, like chill album. 
and, and it, it does have their biggest hits on it as far as you know wider appeal uh, appeal to women and men and not just be a sausage fest band but you know it's it, but yeah like uh Okay, so there's there's some kind there's, there's something there that I really like, but is it my favorite? No, and it's it's not my favorite Opeth uh, uh, album or song either. It's just, but you know, one thing this this podcast has taught me to do is like ex- experience a whole bunch of stuff, drink a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, you know, you, not everything's gonna be your favorite, but like you, if you find some redeeming qualities here and there, you're doing you you you're keeping your ears open, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Gemma? Okay. Uh, if people, it, <laughs> kind of retarded. If people want more uh, Incubus, they had two EPs. They had uh, Trustfall Side A in 2015, Trustfall Side B in 2020, and then they had four other full lengths. Uh, Fungus Among Us in 1995, Ugh. Light Grenades in 2006, If Not Now, When in 2011, and Eight in 2017. So you can go uh, listen to that in Morning View 23 is about to come out in uh, whatever, a month, month and a couple weeks. Uh, let's see. Let's pull up the band list, shall we? Oh, what are we doing next week? I got a list here. Let's go through it. Someone can pick something. Watch how uh, to blow your dick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fall Out Boy, Avenged Sevenfold, Disturbed, Bush, Kid Rock, uh, Sonic Youth, Megadeth, Godsmack, Motley Crue, Danzig, Iced Earth. Kiss, Dio, The Donnas, Lit, Corn, Bowling for Soup, ICP, any okay. combination of any of that shit? Okay. I, I'm i more inclined to do the Megadeth or Avenged Sevenfold. I'm down for Avenged Sevenfold. <clears throat> They're good. What, Rob, what are you thinking? Yeah. I'm Avenged Sevenfold down. is good. <laughs> All right, yeah. No. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do Avenged Sevenfold. All right, we're doing cool. Avenged Sevenfold. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Bye.